Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. AFL Nation will take your feedback across the weekend on the Southern Phone open line. Stay in touch with Southern Phone mobile plans. Jared Waitley, Anthony Hudson, Jared Healy and Nathan Jones. And your old club, Melbourne, have dominated the headline. So let's let's have this conversation. Now, how have you looked in at what's been a very messy week? Yeah, well, messy's a... Well, right on the money, I think. Uh, I reckon from where I sit, could have been handled much uh, more cleaner. There's no doubt about that. And I think, uh, well, you'd hope it would be a lesson well learnt, really, um, irrespective of the, uh, the story itself. I think just fronting and being honest, particularly now the position I sit in from the outside. Um, now, there may be a whole heap of reasons because I also have experienced it on the inside, but ultimately getting the story straight ASAP and getting the entire story out there um, generally eliminates the time we keep hearing about it. But I guess in their case, it's uh, sort of been drip-fed every day and what could have been over in probably 24, 48 hours is uh, we're still talking about it, what, almost five days later. So, yeah, they haven't had a good week in that regard and, um, yeah, I think just hopefully it doesn't sort of you know, create disharmony or derail um, anything within the club. I think they're strong enough culturally and got some great leaders in great positions that will steer that ship. And, um, you know, hopefully we look back on it later in the year and it's a small blip on the on the radar of the season. It is, it is going to be a real challenge. I, I don't think I've ever heard a division between premiership players and non-premiership players. And we now know that two people had a crack at that uh, sort of line of talk. And if you're in the non-premiership playing group, you know, you just beg the question, well, you know, are we looked upon? I mean, I'm sure Stephen May wouldn't have said it to you, but in his state he might have. Yeah, well, I'll I'll be brutally honest. As soon as I heard that without even having spoken to anyone, I absolutely took offence. I was there, I lived it, and I was like, oh, surely not. Like, um, And it hurt me. Like, I was thinking... And uh, you can only imagine, you know, I don't know how many boys are there on the night, but, you know, say there's two or three that didn't play, then that infiltrating back into the group of the 20-odd guys that didn't play as well. And um, I think that's the danger of it. But ultimately, I think, um, you know, uh, well, you'd hope internally that they're able to address that. And essentially, you know, Steve had done a lot of work to build himself into the position he's in and and as a lot of us know, you know, when you're trying to change perception, you can sort of take 50 steps forward and one step back. So there'll be an element of him having to earn the boys' trust and and stuff again and um, yeah, he'll have some work to do, there's no doubt, but I don't, I think ultimately I don't think it plays a significant part as as far as, you know, culturally where the team and, and club end up going. Was one week the right penalty? 
because Melcham's ended up losing a week too, and it's just some some gut feeling of mine says it's there's an inequity there. Uh, yeah, look, I think um, the way I look at it, you know, I think it, I look at the Melk, Melksham situation now. Jake's one of my best friends, um, so you know, as far as understanding his character, I don't think that he comes to blows without there being a little bit more to the story. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, he wouldn't. It's not just a little bit of verbal that has led to that uh, that issue, but ultimately. Um, you know, I guess internally they've had to assess that quite strongly and, and that's the decision they've come to. But I think, it, you know, from where I sit, there there has to be a little bit more to it and how much uh, was Steve involved in that and how much were the other players involved in that, like, I, I don't know. But, um, you know, if that's the case, you'd think there was an element of inequity. How much of it has to have been fully dealt with behind the closed doors so you've been Max Gorn in this scenario how how fully does it have to get exposed to be dealt with and settled and left behind um oh I think you know I think both boys with how it sort of unfolded whether you think it's right or wrong or whatever um and I think ultimately they'll be mature enough and uh I guess wise enough to work their way through that, which I, that's why I don't think ultimately it has a significant impact on the group. But um, yeah, I think for, from Max's position, he he ultimately would have had to understand everything from the moment it uh, it came to the fore, I guess, and um, and then it would be. I guess in their case or his case would be facilitating the boys explaining their situation to the players and the club and then they're going to go through that entire situation. Um, you know, I, I, not knowing the timeline specifically, but whether or not the media got onto it before the actual club got onto it and found out and got all its ducks in a row and was able to come forward. But I think ultimately, uh, you know, as I mentioned right off the top, I think they would have loved to have handled it a hell of a lot differently. How big a bender can players go on mid-season? Because it, when you don't end up having that sort of discourse and you know upheaval, unless you've had a big, big day. Yeah, you you would you would think that that's for sure. Um, and you know, I guess I, as I mentioned before, I was actually with Jake on the Sunday morning. We take our kids to Auskick, so I know sort of where his night started off as far as going to dinner, a bit of a wine tasting, and. That's why I sort of think about it. I'm like, it's hard to think that it escalated that quickly. So, um, you know, I think ultimately, I guess maybe 10 years ago it was fine, but the more professional the game has got, uh, you're highly limited in that regard. And um, I guess going back, uh, I don't know what Steve's day or not entailed, but um, you'd think that he might have had a fair crack. Yeah, it's, it's just bewildering. I mean, when we all first heard it, and he's in, you know, he's, he's recovering from a concussion and you're having a big day. We don't quite know how big, but it certainly mustn't have been a couple of beers, let's be honest. Uh, it, it just flew in the face of, of even, you know, rational thinking. Oh, it flies in the face of everything that the club has tried to embed and stand for over the last few years. So, um, you know, ultimately I, I would anticipate having not spoken directly to the leadership group of Tex Max a couple of times, but they would be livid yep. at, at this situation. There's no doubt about that. Steve being in the leadership group, uh, 
completely going against one club medical rules, but then also um, essentially team rules because you'd be considered as a rehab uh, group player. Yeah, I can only imagine the frustration and disappointment amongst those boys. Do you reckon the club knew everything when they handed out the penalty? Uh, it's hard to know, really. I, I would, I can only sit from where I sit right now and anticipate not, because every day we've been fed something new. So, yeah, you'd, you'd hope not. Um, and I guess from where we sit, we, we're only really learning the full story, what, four days later, and you hope that they, were, they got the full picture from the moment that it happened, but maybe not. I'm, I'm not to know. How much did he have to earn the trust the first time around last year? Oh, well, I think I read somewhere the other day, I didn't realise it was a couple of times, but I think if a couple of times he'd been caught um, or he'd, you know, um, I think he'd been drinking in rehab maybe twice. And I think ultimately it was, you know, a process of him understanding what the new standards were at the footy club. And, and he spent so much time, I can't speak more, um, you know, strongly at the impact that he had on the group and the changes, significant changes he made to earn the trust of everyone both this all sort of amounted with his off field and then that was reinforced with the level of footy that he played on field and but ultimately as I said before you know you can earn so much trust and it only takes one misstep to go a fair way back so you know I think he'd be he'd be honest about it as well that it's uh he's gonna have to put his head down his bum up and uh and get on with it and the only way that uh he can really earn that trust back is you know, I guess he's, the way he trains, the way he performs, the way he holds himself, the standards and behaviours that he adheres to, which should be in line with the club's culture and living and breathing that every day. It's a massive challenge for him. And there's, you know, there's recent history with uh, big-name players getting on the uh, source even just prior to finals and you know going on and winning flags. But, but the division between premiership players and non-premiership players that is a new one I think for all of us and how he deals with that is going to be the greatest challenge at him and even Jake Melchin have got just uh, and and uh, Smith has got Joel Smith for uh, accepting whatever you know apology is made yeah I think uh, I think that was my number one concern out of it um, obviously where I sit removed took offense I can only imagine what it's like when it's the mm. you're living and breathing it every single minute and and questioning whether he, he someone is thinking that about you, um, I, I would hope that there, as I mentioned there, that there are the culture and the relationships amongst the group is strong enough to find its way through that. But only time will tell, really. It's uh, it's an interesting one. I heard Jordan Lewis talk about it the other night. It's like not too many guys that play in the Premiership really consider that. But you know. It is. It's difficult for the boys that miss out. Like, and I lived it last year, and um, and I often say, you know, like as much as my story in particular has been so widely reported with my history at the club, there's there's ten or fifteen other guys that were in the same boat, whether it be injury, whether it be form, whether it be just luck, um, and that's a tough position to be in because you're expected to. Uh, you know, you're trying to live out childhood dreams and achieve the absolute ultimate. But ultimately, you you can't control the outcome of that. So you and you're required to commit to the team and the team's direction and give yourself of everything of to the team. And ultimately, you may not get repaid. So yeah. it's a very uh, sort of personal thing to go through and and to who to have it been brought up in that capacity. It's um. 
it cuts deep. There's a lot coming at Melbourne, Jared. Yes, there is. They've lost the two in a row. They've had this incident and all the questions around culture, but the, the extra overlay of, of um, private material very much in the public domain between the former president and the current president, between the AFL and the view of the administration and the coach, um, haven't they, they've only just become a successful club. Yeah. I think I think this is a big challenge to work through. This is when I think when Richmond had their major challenges in 2020, they'd been a good club for four years, yep. so they had a bit to draw on. There's there's a lot coming at Melbourne right now. There is, and as as much as it's salacious and it's front page, you know, I think a lot of it was put to bed by the premiership win. I I, I really do. I. I it doesn't impact me as much as the division between premiership players and non-premiership players. I think we all want to know how the hell's it getting out. I mean, that is ridiculous how that is coming out so frequently. And well done to Mick Warner. He's tapped a, he's tapped a, a rich vein of information. And, you know, I read it and it's interesting to read, but it, it's probably put some pressure on the, the administration, maybe some press, uh, pressure on the, the president, but I don't, Given the premiership as one, I think uh, Goody, Goody's moved on. I don't see a big issue for Goody. In fact, I don't see any issue for Goody. I don't see an issue for Gill. And in reality, I don't see too much of an issue for the administration. I think it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting story, but it's, I don't think it's impacting as much as what I see happen this week, potentially. Has it interested you, Nathan, to see? Uh, not as much. I'm, I'm very much of the same ilk, really. I think it's, it's been and done like... Um it was, uh, to, from my perspective, it was addressed and squashed and um, you can continue to try and give it life. But I think, you know, Goody and the club have handled it, that aspect of it well this week. And I don't think there's too much to worry about. What about honest. you, Jared? What about the, the current and the former president? How do you see it? Uh, the, the relevance was that the, the cover story yeah. that they blasted the previous president out because of his outburst after the Port Adelaide game yeah. has been shown to be nonsense. Yeah. So... And I reckon we knew that at the time. Yeah. Right? So the first layer of reporting I thought was really interesting yep. on that front. He was probably blasted out because he represented a threat to Simon Goodwin continuing as coach. Yep. Um, I I'm amazed at the, the <laughs> detail that is in the public domain. Is private text messages between two people uh, who kept such detailed minutes of mm. the meeting with the AFL, which was Melbourne's request, not the AFL's request. I think that's been interpreted in, in some places a bit differently. Uh, I can be a bit naive in the modern media. I've sort of said that a few times. Is I'm staggered by the level of yeah. detail that is so readily available publicly. Well, somebody's making it available. I mean, I don't think that we've got uh, the Russians or the Chinese involved. They're doing a lot of hacking, but I don't think they've in <laughs> invaded the, the demons just yet. But I think it gave us a good insight in some respects as to... I mean, there's, tr there's stress, and a lot of the times Gil has to get involved in clubs who aren't functioning and guarantee that there's some discussions going on with Gill and a couple of lowly clubs right now about sorting things out. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.